Good morning, my brothers and sisters. It is June 27th, the 105th day of the virus. And our passage today is the same as yesterday, which means that it's all good stuff. If you're stuck on a passage, that's a great sign in, in Bible reading. This is Matthew chapter 10, verse 34. I'll read it. Do not think that I have come to bring peace. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I've come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So what he's saying here is that you'd be wrong to value peace with the world more than me. You'd be wrong to value your relationships with family more than me. You'd be wrong to value value your life, and specifically your will, more than me. Now, have to be careful here. It's not that we can earn Jesus in a in in a great sense. We're all unworthy of the Lord, so we can't earn our salvation. Be careful of of that theological error. That's very clear in Romans. All have sinned, all fall short of the glory of God. So don't be tempted to think that you can earn your way to Jesus. That's not what this metaphor is saying. This taking up the cross thing. I'd like to leave you with an image or start you with an image. So imagine a movie, and you're kind of zooming in from. Uh, 10,000 feet down to this this foggy earth, and then as the as you get closer and closer, you can see a little bit more clearly, and you see this mass of of people led by Jesus. Jesus is not on a cross because he's done that and taken care of it and conquered sin and death. That's not what these crosses are about. That's not what these images are. And so we see him marching forward into eternity, and followed by. Uh, people. And first you can see just one person uh, carrying his his cross or the cross beam of his cross and or her cross. And then as the camera gets a little bit closer, you can make out another uh, person and then an, another person and then another person. And pretty soon you see tens and thousands and maybe millions and, and Lord willing, billions of people following the Lord, all of them uh, taking their crosses. And then you realize, uh, obviously this is a shocking metaphor for following Jesus is, is the, this, this cross, this, uh, loyalty. And the, these people are on a one way journey and there's no, there's no putting down these crosses. We know it's a, a decision for, for life. It's a willing decision that goes all the way to the end. It makes me think of the the old song, I've decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. Obviously, this is uh, uh, a similar uh, kind of a kind of an image. So I've never heard a Christian preacher use this as a metaphor, but th- this is what I'm going to do today is <clears throat> we've talked about, you know, how do you become a believer? So how do you go from one kingdom to the next? Well, there's the Holy Spirit, which is compelling and leading and, and 
and helping us with this. You're definitely going to need help. We talked about that when you go from one kingdom to the next. You will need help, and God's there to help you. Scripture does talk about a part of it that we acquiesce to, We and the use is different words for this, believe, have, have faith. We looked at the father, Abraham, who uh, started all that, agree with God, receive him. And then today, I think a synonym is to take up your cross. So how do you become a believer? Well, you take up your cross. You yield your life and your will uh, uh, to the Lord. So back to our image now. We're flying in, and then finally we get we get up close and personal with one of these uh, one of these people that are carrying their cross, maybe in the fog, following Jesus, and we get to talk to him and interview him or her, and uh, we find out that this is. Uh, that this person has given up control and alignment and that they have believed they've given up their hope of being a nice person and earning. It's just yielding definitively to the Lord willingly. And then you talk to this person and the interviewer comes with a bias thinking, wow, this is a terrible thing. You've got a cross on your back and you're following your uh, Lord and Savior. This must be a real bummer. And the person says, no, I am I am proud of this cross. I am the happiest cross bearer in the world. I am jumping for joy that I have this cross. And the interviewer is shocked. Like, what are you talking about? He said, and the, they said, man, you should have seen the, the stinky way I was trying to live before. The, the futility. I was truly on a road to death before. And now I'm on a road to life with this yielding to the Lord. So... There's a joy, and this is the part that hit me about this, is all these people that you entered that that we see following Jesus that have taken up their cross to follow follow Jesus, they are not bummed out. This is not the land of Eeyore's uh, reluctant and droning and moping. These people are joyfully carrying their cross, jumping for joy, uh, following the Lord. So it's a much happier image than I think theologically than it is in the in the in the passage. So it is a shocking metaphor for discipleship. It is a death march. It is a commitment to life uh, and yielding of the will, but it is a joy and willingly done by the people that are carrying the cross. So that's the image for today. Bless you. Carry your cross joyfully. If you haven't done it, today's the day. Lord, I pick up my cross. Amen.